Join me right now on Kumite TV is Eternal MMA Strawweight newcomer, Jada Ketley. What's going on, Jada? Hey, hey, I'm just going to have to let you know, John, it's actually Jada. Oh, Jada. Okay, Jada okay. Ketley. Okay. Won't be the first or the last to do that. I get that all the time. Um, right. But no, I'm, I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me on your show. All right. No problem. No problem. Well, you know, you. I love when people correct me because sometimes fighters don't even correct me. They just let me say it the way that I say it. So thank you. Oh, it's okay. I usually, sometimes I have moments where like I meet people and they just call me that, but um, nah, I want people to know like what my actual name is. And I think a lot of people like question it when they read my Instagram name. Is it Jada? Is it Jada? I've had a lot of like fight announcements where they call me Jada and people come up and cry, congratulate me afterwards and like, oh, Jada, that's an awesome fight. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, the first thing I want to know is how do you go from being a model with no interest in martial arts to making your MMA debut after competing in Muay Thai? Um, well, so when I was uh, modeling in Thailand, it wasn't like I was like a full time. It was work here and there. Um, I felt like at the time it was something I really wanted to do, but I was really um, unhappy with like when I was doing it, but I didn't realize. And I was super critical on myself. I spent a long period of time where I was like very um, obsessed with my appearance, unfortunately. Um, and I thought like it was pretty much the only thing that mattered. And when I came back to Australia and I started training Muay Thai, I noticed um, as I got more into training, I started to worry about stuff like that less, like the way I looked. And because I was so focused and suddenly my time was being invested in something else, I didn't have enough time to be sitting worrying about, oh, how do I look and staring at photos and then comparing myself to other people on um, social media and stuff, which was like really unhealthy for me at the time. So, I mean, I never had intentions of being a fighter, even when I started training um, Muay Thai. And my dad used to say to me, you know, Jada, like if you were to have a fight and I'd tell him, no, dad, I'm not going to fight. You know, I don't want to do that. And uh, I was um, trying to apply for a modeling agency here, Cats, Cats Models, and um, I kind of told them I was doing the Muay Thai training on the side. And they're like, oh, that's fine that you train, but you can't really compete because, um, you know, like you can't go to castings and be like bruised and everything. And when I ended up um, going over to Thailand to train um, and having a fight eventually, I just realized like, I enjoyed this so much more than the modeling and I just kept going going that way with it. Well, you know, with the modeling, I think you could always go back to it. It's you know, you see a lot of fighters oh. doing it now. <laughs> oh, I don't know, my face is cupped a few, but um I mean I would I would definitely wouldn't say no to like doing side work for it because it's also good to like promote myself and for sponsorships and stuff like that. And and it was fun. Sometimes when I'm having really, really rough days in the gym, I'm like man, I miss getting pampered and like, you know, being brought food and stuff. But um, no, it's something like I would still, if opportunities came up, but I definitely, I want to stick with fighting though. As long as it didn't come between me and um, competing in martial arts, I'd be cool with that. Now let's talk about cage Muay Thai, you know, walking into a cage with small gloves. How different of a game is that? That was, um, well, Look, CMT, Cage Muay Thai was not a great experience for me. It was um, the first time I'd really 
lost. Um, I'd lost one time prior to that at the Nationals, but it was kind of like that was a padded fight and I just really, really gassed out. So it was kind of more like, okay, just work on my fitness. But this was the first time that I'd really been, I guess, like humiliated in my own way. Like I really, but it made me a lot more humble because as I was fighting, people often um, said like, you know, oh, you're getting so good. Like you're probably going to beat everyone in your division. And um, I kind of was letting it, I was definitely letting it get to my head at the time. And this was the fight that made me sit down and go like, okay, maybe there are people, there are, there are people that are, are better and, and I need to work harder. And look, it was different um, because those little gloves are, are something else. And I had only been fighting for eight months. I don't necessarily think I was ready for it, but I think it did happen when it was supposed to. Um, and I, I definitely caved in a little bit in that fight. I was a totally different person back then. Um, and I was still very new to fighting and I was still a little bit pedantic about my face. <laughs> But, um, no, it, it's very different putting on those small gloves. Um, even now I spar sometimes just real light technical in the small ones and you can tell that there's just a very, very big difference um, compared to when you're in the eights or tens in Muay Thai. But I think that's what makes it really exciting as well because you could be losing and then you just land one and the whole game changes. You know, that I think that's what those little gloves do, they keep it really, really exciting. And, and you can't look away because any moment um, it can change in a, in a blink. Well, I guess that experience will definitely, you know, pay dividends as you move on in your MMA career, right? Trying to dig deep mm -hmm. later on when you need to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah um, so when I did fight on CMT, I was uh, also, it wasn't like a great, I wasn't in a great headspace at the time. Um, and I was still, I'd only been fighting eight months training just a little bit over, I think just a year. Um, but it, it gave me a thing to walk away and be like, okay, I'll, I'll never let anyone, um, I'll never let anyone do that to me again. And, and before I used to have fights after that, I would always go back and watch my CMT fight because I saw where I kind of like gave up and I just, it would like almost like burn inside to, to watch myself do that. And I, always vow to to never allow that to happen again so it's kind of like a motivation for me every time I think about what happened in there to just never um never quit and to always you know just you're gonna have to really do damage if you're gonna finish me again like that so yeah and I haven't been stopped or anything since um and I only lost one time after that so since then I've um been on a winning streak with a, a split draw decision breaking that winning streak. But yeah, I mean, it, I think in the end it was really positive for me to have that experience. And I think every fighter kind of needs a loss like that to really figure out like, okay, I just got my ass. Well, do I, do I still want to be a fighter? Because it's easy to want to fight when you're on the winning end of the spectrum all the time and you're coming out untouched. But I think you ha really have to get beaten up to know whether or not like this is something you want to do because it's inevitable that it'll happen that you're going to get hurt. So I think it was a really positive experience for me overall. You made the move to South Africa, I think, I early last year. Am I right? Um, I went over in July mm. to do a three-month trial. And then I uh, came back. And six weeks after I'd been back, I, yeah, I made the move. Okay. Now, so, yeah. you've been out there grinding away. You know, it's, uh, it's a great gym. I know, you know, there's a lot of fighters that come out of that gym, a lot of champions, UFC mm -hmm. guys. You know, talk about the coaches and the teammates that you have that helped you, you know, develop into the fighter you are right now. 
So um, we have one one head coach, uh, Richie Kwan, and it's really, really good because Richie does all our wrestling. He does our stand-up and our jiu-jitsu. And, but what's really, really positive about that is because our guys are so high level and there's such a system and sequence that he runs, if Richie has to be away overseas to um, be with another fighter or he's got something going on, um, one of our higher Archie boys can step up and take on the role while he's away. It's been really great because, um, and I was just thinking about it today because I have had to have this prep without them. Um, it's it's awesome to be in that kind of environment, and they've really helped me because they just grind it out so much and they just train so hard. And it's almost to the point like if you're there and you're not really putting in 100 and you see how hard they're working, you feel guilty. You're like, man, I. I, that's what I should look like at the end of a session. That's how I should feel. And uh, you you see what's required. I mean, when I um, first went over and I was uh, staying with Don Madge, I just I I got to see firsthand what you have to do to be at that level because he's just at a different thing mentally, physically. Um, for me, I think that it's not going to be long before he takes the lightweight title. I undoubtedly know he'll be the champion um, for the lightweight UFC division. And I just was completely like, okay, this is what's required. Um, I mean, I'd been putting in work, but then I saw firsthand what real work was. And it was really cool to shadow him. Um, and they're just, everyone just really grinds it out. And it's a team. So, um, I mean, we've got great strikers, brilliant jujitsu guys. We have like some of the best wrestlers. I mean, uh, my teammate BK just had his debut in Japan and he wrestled that guy dead for three rounds. It was incredible to see um, what he accomplished in there. And so we're really, I'm really lucky because going in there, I have, whenever I'm lost in any aspect, I always have someone who I can turn to and always have someone who's got so much knowledge to share with me. And it's just like a never ending thing of learning and learning and more learning, which is, I feel like that's what it's about just always progressing and learning and having people to push you. So um, it's it now for me, I just can't imagine like where else I would want to go. Like what, where else will even compare to um, who I've been training with and what I've been experiencing. Yeah, um, It's great to see that you have found a place that you yeah. feel so confident in, you know, because a lot of people, they kind of get stuck in, yeah. you know, their first gym. And it's not really the best place for them. So it's good that you have found the spot. Now, the guy, are you talking about the guy that just fought in Pancrase? He was suplexing. Yes. That yeah, is that was crazy. Like his his movement is insane. Oh, he's just um, so athletic. Like it's ridiculous. And what's crazy is BK is like the most humble, most sweetest down-to-earth person. Like he's just the nicest guy you would – meeting him and speaking to him you would not expect him to go in there and just be that kind of savage it's and even when he trains like he's um he's five foot one he's he's not tall at all but he like wrestles guys who are like six foot in our gym and we always talk about how if bk was like six foot something it would just be so unfair because he it's oh it's crazy you just watch him in the gym and everyone's always losing losing their nuts over what he can do he's very very talented he's um and he and he puts in the work he's he's great i also saw that uh you got to train with chris cyborg a little bit you know while in south africa talk about that experience and and kind of how it affected you oh man so um 
the first time she came, I was back in Australia, so I missed out, and I was I was I was pretty bummed because I'm I love Cyborg, she's awesome. And uh, the second time when she arrived, I was like, okay, it's cool, I'm I'm gonna keep it calm, you know. Um, and I remember she walked into the gym, I get up and and I see her, and I'm like, oh my god, there she is. Okay, be normal, it's fine. And I sat down, and um, she walks into the gym, and and then she came over and like just introduced herself, and we and we spoke, and she was so also just like, you know, you could tell she's like, well, I'm just like everyone else here. She doesn't like think that she's special or better. And um, that same day we were doing jujitsu rounds and I hear her call me from across the mat and I'm walking over to her and oh, so many mixed emotions. And I'm just, I'm rolling with her and I'm trying to understand how here I am, like a young Australian girl in Johannesburg, South Africa, rolling with Chris Cyborg. and it was she's she's a beast. Um, so she does a, a really her training's basically with the guys. I was like lucky when I got to jump in and, and get a go with her. It was um, and she's so nice. Like um, obviously she's like a lot bigger than I am, and and she could probably crush me if she wanted, but she doesn't. She doesn't take advantage of that. She like allows you to work and she flows with you. And it was just um, oh man, it was so cool. And it just confirms like I already knew that coach Kwan University and Richie like was the best but the fact that someone of that level and someone of that um standard would also choose to come over and have her camp with us just I feel like clarifies that really um and she also thinks that the team's just brilliant so it was it was such an experience and I'm so glad that I like got to have that and I look forward to like seeing her in other camps yeah it was so so awesome you're gonna go make your pro debut, Eternal MMA 46. Uh, yeah. I, I heard that your team reached out for this fight. You know, you know. Do have you had your eye on Casey O'Neill for a long time? Look, no. So basically, I had to. I've come back to Australia because I um, needed to get my visa complete to stay long term in South Africa. And Richie was like, you know, if you can get a fight over there, that would be really good because also he'd seen that. I'd been really itchy to fight and it's kind of like difficult when you're training so hard and you're not really sure what's going to happen. And originally we would have liked me to have fought in amateur ranks um, in South Africa and I was um, going to, but then because of my Muay Thai background, it was kind of like a no-go. I wasn't allowed. So Nick Atkins, who I um, do work with at Fight World, he said, well, look, there's this fight opportunity. And um, he sent me you know, the details of it. And Richie and I went over, um, you know, Casey's last fight and we did some stuff and um, Richie gave me the the green light to take it. So it wasn't something that like, it, it kind of did just appear out of nowhere, but I've been training really hard consistently. So I, I've been like ready, ready to fight for a while now um, in the sense of like, um, being fit and and strong um, since I've had my professional strength and conditioning coach Joshua over there, my my strengths increased a lot. So we were just kind of waiting for my groundwork um, to get to a certain stage before Richie was going to put me in there, um, and he was he was happy for me to take this fight. So yeah, it wasn't something where I was kind of in the background like, oh, I'm going to get this girl. Uh, I actually didn't know much of um, Casey, and I knew only of Eternal because Chelsea Hackett who I know um, had her MMA debut. So I started to like check them out. But um, no, it was kind of like a surprise for me too. 
after watching some of Casey's fights, you know, what do you think of her skill set? I think that she's she's tough. Like she loves to come forward and and brawl, and I can see that um, she's you know she can wear wear punches as well, which is like I think will make it fun um, because I also like obviously I'm a stand up fighter. I like to trade. Um, I have seen some swift jujitsu from her, but I do roll and train with really really high level belts. Like my coach has a certain standard in jujitsu. I mean, I've been doing jujitsu with him for a year now and I still don't have a stripe on my white belt just because he's so, um, so strict on it and he wants everything to be perfect. And, uh, also wanting me to like compete more in jujitsu competitions, which I started to do before I came back here. So, um, I, I know that also, um, in an MMA situation, jujitsu is, um, it's not the same as rolling with a gi or when you're just rolling and there is no ground and pound and gloves to kind of like um, change the dynamics of it. So I definitely obviously know that like I have to be wary of her ground game, but it's not something that I've let put me in a place where I'm like, oh, I'm worried about it. You know, I, I feel like I still have to be confident and I still believe in myself. And so, um, but no, I think she's definitely talented and a lot of people have said like, oh, this is a big fight for your first one. But, um, I'm, I'm always happy to dive in deep and I, I don't feel like I have anything to lose necessarily in this. I mean, I win, I get an, a title as my debut fight. And if I lose, well, I had a title shot and I'm sure I'll get another one. So. Yeah, definitely. Now you are in the middle of fight week, you know, is there a different feeling heading into this, into this fight compared to like your Muay Thai fights? Um, I think I've definitely, um, the training, look, I would say the training's uh, a lot diff obviously different as we're in Muay Thai. You just, you train one thing, you train your Muay Thai. Um, so I've had like my wrestling, my jujitsu, um, I've taken my weight cut more serious this time because, uh, in, when I was training Muay Thai, I kind of like, just be like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I wasn't very smart in my weight cuts then, but I've had like a lot of help this time. And also, I mean, when I started um, Muay Thai, I was really, really small. I was like 47 kilos and I was walking around like that. And um, so I would only ever have to cut two, three kilos, four kilos at a time. Once I went to South Africa and I was wrestling with like big guys and doing the strength and conditioning and my eating got like a lot more intense because I was training so much. Um, I did like actually muscle up a little bit so it has been um a bigger weight cut for me than normal but I've actually like feeling the best I have throughout a weight cut before like I still have lots of energy I've been able to like still eat really really wholesome um food I'm really really lucky my my teammate Chad um he's really really smart with uh his nutrition and everything has been helping me out and we've been like speaking back and forth about my weight so um no I think you know it's I feel really good, like, to be honest, um, as where there have been times where I'm really feeling really crappy because I'm hungry or I haven't, but no, I'm, I'm feeling really, really good. And, uh, I really enjoyed this prep. I mean, there are times where I was really wishing that I had Richie around and, uh, the guys at coach Kwan university, but, um, a lot of them keep tabs on me over social media and we, and we talk. So it's really nice to know that even over there, I still have some people who have my back, um, while I'm all the way over here. And I have a really cool group of guys I've been working with while I've been here. So um, other than, you know, obviously having to have a different sort of schedule for like stand-up wrestling, jiu-jitsu, and then having it all put together, um, no, I, I, yeah, I feel good for this prep. You lay your head, you know, down at night, you know, 
how do you envision this fight playing out? Oh man, I envision it all the time when I'm in the shower, when I'm driving. I just, um, I believe a lot in um, visualizing things and, and feeling like I've already won before I have, in a sense. Um, I, re- I really feel like I could finish this fight early. Um, I think that uh, Casey's super, super talented, but I have seen um, some of the opponents that she's had, and, and I know that I, I I punch really hard. I've been told by a lot of people that I'm freakishly strong for my size and that, and that I can hit really hard. And uh, I've never, you know, um, gotten to lay my hands on someone properly in four-ounce gloves. So I, I think that there's a chance that that could happen. Um, I, can't, I can't predict where two, you know, she's got ground strength. I've got, I think my stand-up's a lot stronger definitely. Um, I, would love to fin- I would love to get my first knockout for this fight. You know, you have a lot of time left in this year. You know, what are the plans for you? Do you have other plans? You're just going to go back to South Africa and, you know, get back to the grind? So um, after I fight, I'm going to spend a couple of weeks still here because I haven't really spent any time with my family. My mom's like, you're here and I never see you because you're always at the gym. Um, I mean, they get it, though. They're really supportive. So I I just want to have like two weeks to do what I want, enjoy the beach, enjoy the beautiful weather here, um, eat the foods that I want, um, enjoy time with my family, and then I'll go back to South Africa on the 11th of August, um, get back into the grind, and Richie and I will, like, plan from there um, what, what, the, what the future is. And, uh, yeah, we just I trust Richie. He, he's always got um, every student's best intention. You know, he's got a, a plan for everyone who's putting in the work. So, um, and we've discussed future ideas um, before. Uh, we had lunch before I was um, coming back here and discussing some things we would like to pan out. So when I get back there, I guess we'll get to um, follow it up. All right. Well, before you go back, you get the fight. July 27th, yeah. Eternal MMA 46. So the strawweight so title is on the line. Some excitement yeah. going on in your life. Thank you, Jada, yeah. for your time. And uh, good luck no, on just, everything and everything and anything in your future. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It's been great.